Well, hello there, and welcome to Take Two with Jerry and Debbie. I'm Debbie Giorgiani. Normally with Jerry Usher, he'll be back tomorrow, so I really need your help today because we're going to be tackling a very uh, deep subject that really hits us right into in the heart, um, so I need your help. And I'm asking the question today on Take Two. We are live today, so I expect your calls. Do you trust your spouse? Do you trust your spouse? Now, I don't want you to out any, you know, uh, family details and, you know, just, you know, really embarrass or humiliate your spouse. So if you want to use your confirmation name when you call up, feel free to do that. Or if you have all of this, um, you know, put behind you of a broken uh, trust and you can talk about it because you you are very transparent about the healing process, then, then please do so. We need your help today because there are a lot of couples, a lot of families they're struggling with this uh, how do we know how to, how how do we know this Jerry and I well we hear your comments your emails you're also inquiring about um, couples coaching at stand tall today and so we we know that this is happening in in your home so please let's let's discuss it today the take two way so I need you to fill up the phone lines and do you trust your spouse um, today, like think of it just, do you trust your spouse today? If you were going to ask your spouse this question, which I asked Marty, my husband this morning, I said to him, do you trust me? And I said, can you do it on a scale of one to 10, one being the lowest, 10 being the highest? And he gave me a nine. I think that's excellent. He always wants me to improve. So that's great. Okay. That, so today he feels like he can completely trust me. That is a wonderful thing in a relationship. So let's talk about this. And then let's also flip it and talk about the downside of, of what happens when there's a, a, a betrayal of trust. It can really destroy a relationship. It really wounds the heart. I know because I was on the receiving end of it um, in 2006. It was brutal. Um, I almost didn't recover from it. That's how hard it hit me because I tend to be a very loyal person. And, and so trust is a big thing for me. Um, I practice uh, trusting God always. Jesus, I trust in you. I must say that a sentence um, a thousand times a day. So I'm, I'm big on that. I try to trust God more than the storm I'm facing. So I do practice what I, what I tend to somewhat preach. Um, so it's interesting. I need that in a relationship. So when there is a broken trust, when there's a betrayal of trust, when there is something that really wounds you, wow, that's hard to recover from. So we're asking the question, stay in the present moment. Do you trust your spouse today? If you were to, if I were to ask you this today, which I, I am going to, as you call in, do you trust your spouse? Tell us why you do, why you don't, what you're doing to repair your relationship. Maybe your relationship could not, um, survive it. And that's tough. And so let's talk about that as well. Let me just state up front, um, uh, Jerry and I in the outreach ministry that we do um, on Stand Tall, you can reach us at standtalltoday.com. We do um, uh, provide couples 
coaching. It's done by Zoom. And so we really would encourage you to get a free consultation if you're having any of these situations that we're going to be talking about on this show today. So please, uh, we need a very robust discussion on this so we can help other souls that are listening right now. You don't have to be Catholic to call in. You tell us your experience of this in a relationship. Do you trust your spouse? We've got plenty of articles that we are pulling from that share um, various things and, and statistics about this. Also, what you can do if there was a betrayal, what you can do to heal the relationship. Let me just assure you of something. Um, it can be um, it can be healed. It can be fixed. You can go on to have a very wonderful relationship, but it takes time, folks. It takes time. It's not going to be done overnight. I mean, I guess if, if there was a miracle by God, then it would be done overnight. But just for for us going through day-to-day life, it is not going to be an easy process, but it can it can be very a, be- a beautiful experience if both parties come together and are very honest about what happened. So please, phone lines are open right now. Here's the number. Ready? Go. Start calling 833-288-3986. That's the number to call. You'll speak to Matt Gabinski. He, he is wonderful. He'll talk to you for a few minutes. He'll put you on hold. You get to listen live and then you'll slip into this discussion and you'll share uh, about trust in your relationship. 833-288-3986. I don't want to spend um, the entire hour sharing from articles. You can pull up all of these articles online. All you have to do is is put in, um, you know, to search trust in a relationship, how to build trust, what happens when there's a betrayal of trust, what happens if there's a broken relationship and it revolves around trust, what happens when jealousy is is part of it. You can find all of these articles uh, right at your fingertips on your keyboard. And so you can spend that time after the show going deeper. What we want to do is get to um, your experience, your wisdom, your knowledge of this, what you would recommend to other couples immediately who are hurting right now. Maybe um, you are, you know, contemplating leaving a relationship because of broken trust. Let's talk about it. Let's let's kind of rethink this maybe, especially if there's children involved. Um, so there's so many things we can talk about today. And I'm, I'll be very, very uh, transparent, um, full disclosure about anything that I went through uh, with the broken trust betrayals. Um, I'm, I, I'll happily share anything. Why? Because I think it can help others. And that's the reason I share it, not to um, kind of draw any sympathy or anything like that or say, oh, poor me, I'm, I, I don't have that victim mentality. Um, but I do believe that our experiences that we share in our p- very private personal relationships can help others because I don't think there's enough of that right now, enough community um, sharing And it probably has something to do with the pandemic. We all became kind of a little bit on our own little, little islands, you know, we're very, very insulated and isolated and that's not good. You know, we are made for community. We are made for community. So, um, please call in right now and share your, um, answer to this question. Do you trust your spouse? Remember on take two, we cover the good, the bad, and the ugly. So, Share everything you want to share with this worldwide audience. 833-288-3986.
I'm asking the question today, do you trust your spouse? Jerry will be back tomorrow, so you have me today. And um, I do um, um, offer like a lot of um, life coaching sessions with couples. So just just so you know, I'm very um, well versed in this and I have a lot of experience in it actually since the year 2000. So um, you can pretty much ask me anything. Um, If I don't know the answer completely, I will happily research it and get back to you. Um, But I really need you to call in. If you don't want to use your birth name that you were given at birth, you can use your confirmation name or a name you always uh, desired to have. Um, But please call in. I need your... um, I need your experience today. 833-288-3986 is the number to call. So don't hesitate. I always say this because Jerry and I believe that the Holy Spirit is definitely um, leading this show. So if you feel that little nudge in your spirit and you have something to say and you can help another soul today, you know, say yes, take that opportunity. Okay, because these things can help you um, for all of eternity. Think about it. We're all connected as the body of Christ. So please don't hesitate. And again, you do, do not have to be Catholic to call in. We consider you part of the family if you're listening. Before we go to Sue, I just wanted to share with our listeners, if you've ever thought about talking about a nudge in your spirit, and this is a, a big Holy Spirit feeling, if you ever had the feeling of wanting, and I have, wanting to start a Catholic radio station, find out how you can help Help start a Catholic radio station where you live, powered by the truth of the church and EWTN's dynamic radio programming. All you have to do is email Steve at this address, radio at EWTN.com. And you know, I, I really think there are, uh, there are a lot of pockets around the U.S. that do not have Catholic radio. So if you're living in one of those areas, for instance, Tucson, Arizona, they don't have EWTN um, radio. And so I would, I would really think about it and then call, um, sorry, email Steve, um, but you'll talk to Steve. He's wonderful at radio at EWTN.com. We need to fill those pockets that don't have Catholic radio yet. It's very important we reach souls and very quickly. If you just look at what's happening in the world, things are moving very fast and not in a good direction. So we need Catholic radio, I believe. We need Catholic radio now more than ever. Okay, we just have two open phone lines. I need you to pick those last two up at 833-288-3986. And let's go to uh, Sue, who is a first-time caller in Ohio on Annunciation Radio. Hi, Sue. Thank you for being first up here on Take Two. Hi, Debbie. Hi. How you doing? I'm doing okay today. Thank you. So tell us, what do you think about this trust question I am asking? I think trust in marriage is one of the most important things, and it was uh, I kind of learned it the th- a hard way. Um, I was telling your screener that, and it, by the way, Debbie, I think we've met before because I've helped at Annunciation Radio before when you've done Honor share Oh, so, wonderful. Okay, Thank you. So, Thank you. Um, my husband and I have been married um, probably 35 um, years or so when this occurred, but um, we had seven children, and I worked, he worked, um, he was the hardworking man, and um, um, we both, he was 
involved in many different things. He not only worked his trucking job, but he was in the National Guard, Army National Guard, and did many things. He was up. Uh, um, he became a deputy sheriff. He was the oldest person to ever go through the deputy sheriff class or the sheriff's class in order to do that after he had retired his job. But at any rate, at one point in our um, very working, we just were working busy with him. I said I had been spending too much time away from him. I was bartending at the time, and those are late nights, and I'd get home late. We'd pass each other in the morning, hi, bye, whatever. And he, at that time, um, started, it was kind of a mutual friend of ours that we had met, um, having coffee with her because I was busy working. And I happened to drive by the restaurant, and they were um, having coffee the one day, and I saw them together, and I'm like, what the heck? I thought he was home with the kids. So I stopped at the restaurant and saw that they were really in pretty good conversation. So anyway, so when I went on home, we kind of talked about it after that, and I don't want to say I confronted him, but I think we really um, had a turning point in our relationship at that point because I realized that I was not totally, um, I don't want to be submissive to him, but I was not aware of all of the relation, the lack of relationships that we had and how ours was is starting to fall apart until that point. Um, at that point, we both agreed that we would work harder on it. Um, my husband ended up eventually, not right away, but did end up joining the church. And after he joined the church, it even added more to our relationship mm. because then we both were on the same page. Um, he had been raised in the Church of the Latter-day Saints, and mm-hmm. his beliefs had been much different. And I really think he didn't um, leave that church completely until after his dad died, just out of respect for his dad, if nothing else. Um, but that's it, a long story for, mm-hmm. <laughs> for for what what just seems like just a, it was just a real monumental point in my life as a wife, and I just realized that um, it wasn't enough just to cook this meal and say, "Okay, I'm cleaning your house now. You right. got to mow the lawn," type mm-hmm. thing. So. Mm-hmm. Well, Sue, there are many things that you said that, that, you know, really, I think are going to be of great help to those that are listening right now that are in relationships, because, you know, a lot of times when there's you that that big event, right, of the the wedding, and everybody goes, whew, I made it, I'm married. Okay, everything's, you know, I don't have to worry about anything anymore. I don't have to impress anybody. I don't have to, I don't have to work at a at trying to to get a relationship, maintain a relationship. I'm married now. Whew, I got the ring on. Okay. But you know, you make a really good point. And I just want want to say, Sue, um, a little bit you were cutting out. I don't know if it was on my end. So I'm gonna make if I if I um, don't say uh, something properly, just correct me. I want to make sure I get the details correct for all of our listeners of Take Two. Um, but, you know, you said something really interesting about this idea of, you know, there's maintenance, you know, you have you had seven children, okay? There's a lot of things going on. You had a lot of action in that home. A lot of, uh, you probably had daily to-do lists, okay? Just to maintain and keep the family afloat. So when that happens, what, what, how does the person, the person, you know, the spouses, they go into what we call like, almost like an autopilot, right? You're just, you're just doing, you're just moving and getting everything done. And, and so there, there's sometimes, you know, there is this uh, feeling that it's okay, we have to do this. This is what we signed up for as parents, as a family. 
but we forget that the relationship needs uh, care as well. And I think sometimes when a trust is broken, like through an emotional affair or something of that nature, or just even, um, you know, striking up a relationship with somebody outside of the marriage, just as a friendship that, you know, they're, they're, they're kind of crying the blues to that person or whatever, you know, we, we focus on that and we get so upset about that. We don't realize that there were a lot of foundational cracks that led to that. And, and it's, it's ne I never will put the blame um, on the person that it, that is is has been betrayed because I think it's very it's so wounding to the heart I know because I I lived it it is brutal I that's the best word I could describe it I said it at the beginning of the show but Sue real quickly talk a little bit about that that you know families it's beautiful to have a family but the but the coupleship the relationship needs needs care needs time needs. Uh, attention. Right, Sue? Oh, absolutely. Wow. Sue, thank you so much for calling in today. We really appreciate it. God bless you. And thank you for all the, the volunteer work you do with Annunciation Radio. Um, I appreciate it. I hope, I hope to get to Toledo again next year. Thank you, Sue. Okay, Sue just freed up a phone line there. Please, this is important. Um, Sue was a kind of breaking up there just a little bit, but I hope you. I hope our Take-Two family got the gist of her, her life story because it's very important. She stuck in there. She stuck it out. She she um, stayed in there for the relationship, for the marriage, for the ultimate good that her husband came into the church, for her seven children. Okay, so there was an extreme good that came out of a very, a very sad situation. Um, so, so this is what we're talking about today. Please. Um, enhance this conversation with your call, 833-288-3986. Folks, this is important work we're doing here. It's not just opening up the microphones and just sharing and shooting the breeze. I mean, it really is, um, can be life-changing uh, radio for people that are listening. They're absorbing right now. There are folks that are in relationships. They're struggling with them. We know that because we hear it all the time at, at Stand Tall. So please um, pick up the phone if you have something to share like Sue did and um, share, your, um, share your heartbreak that can turn into something that is really a blessing. Her husband came into the church Sue stuck it out. She did it. That's great. That's what we want. We don't want quitters. We want people that are really going to be there for the for the uh, long term. So if you could call in right now, there is an open phone line. You'll get right in 833-288-3986. We're talking about trust in a relationship today on Take Two. Please pick up the phone and call. Okay, Marie is up next in Oklahoma on um, Catholic Broadcasting. Hello, Marie. Hi. How are you? I'm okay. How are you? I'm great. My husband gave me a nine on trust. I'm a little bit, you know, I don't know. It kind of bothers me. I would have liked a 10, but he doesn't, he, he wants me to improve. So, uh, I, you know what? I'm grateful. So go ahead. That's good. That's mm -hmm. ironic that you said that because I listened to the radio and I called in just on a whim um, from you asking. And my initial words that came out of my mouth were no. So I thought, well, I'm going to call. Um, and then I kind of turned the tables. I wondered what he would say if he were listening to the radio. And I don't. I think he would say no, but there's no reason for him not to trust me. And I've, I've witnessed things that I know I can't trust him. It's black and white. So 
it's confusing. Mm-hmm. So how long have you been married, Marie? Um, almost 30 years. Okay. And you would say, so let me just make sure I, I, I have this correct. You would say that kind of underneath the surface, you both have a little bit of distrust. You, there's not there's not that sense of comfort and security? Yes. And and can you share? Are you... Or do you feel comfortable sharing some of the details? Like, why? Like, what are, what are the reasons? Well, um, I don't know what his reasons are. I think it's just, I, I, there's alcohol involved. Mm. So I think that's the majority of it. With him, I do not drink. He does. And I don't know why he wouldn't trust me, but he doesn't. Hmm. Have, and, well, have you really set um, kind of a... An appointment to sit and discuss this when you're both really, um, you know, fed and rested and you're in a good place and just say, hey, how, what is, what are the reasons? Can you give me the reasons that you don't trust me? And, you know, I mean, are you, have you ever had any of those real, you know, open discussions? Yes, many times. We seem to go in circles with it. Mm -hmm. He says things that just seriously aren't, and I do try to take it to heart and say, you know, is there any truth to that? I think it's kind of delusional on his end. I, I don't know if there's mental illness. I don't know what it is, mm, but, mm. and yeah. it changes when he's sober. It's not like that. It's just when he's been drinking. So, but yeah, and then we can sit down when he is sober and he'll say, I'm sorry, you know, but it's always, I'm sorry, I'm going to change. And it never, it never changes. Mm-hmm. Where is your husband um, at with his faith in the church? For 30 years. It's been like that for the last five years, probably. Mm-hmm. But where, where, where is your husband at with the church? He grew up in a very religious family, Baptist. Mm-hmm. So he's not he in the... Not to, we don't go to church on a regular basis, though. So. Okay. Well, I, if, if you're open, um, can you hang on? You're going to hear the music in just a bit. I, I would love to just share with you just a couple things that maybe you can start... Um, utilizing and implementing uh, today that can just make your relationship better. I, I really want that for you because you're you're such a, a sweetheart for calling in, and I, I want that for you. And, and and the fact that you did call in sounds like sounds like you really do want it to get better. So if you could hang on, that would be wonderful. Um, this is see, this is turning out to be a great discussion on trust and how to rebuild trust, how to maintain a good. Um, trusting relationship in with your spouse. That is wonderful. This is Take Two with Jerry and Debbie. And Jerry will be back tomorrow. I need your assistance today with your phone call at 833-288-3986. When we come back, we'll pick up where we left off with Marie, who's listening on Oklahoma Catholic Broadcasting. We'll be right back. We're asking the question today, or I'm asking the question today, do you trust your spouse? Um, it would be great if you could call in and you can give your confirmation name or another name, but I'd, I'd really, I need the details because it helps all of us as the body of Christ uh, grow and learn and help each other and support each other in our relationships. Um, marriage is under attack. We know that. The demons want to break up the family. They want to break up marriages. Um, so we need to really fight hard and protect and preserve and prosper um, that those beautiful um, 
sacramental marriages and keep them going strong. So with your experience, you can help another marriage today. So please don't hesitate any longer, uh, but you do have uh, plenty of time to still call in and there are open phone lines for you. 833-288-3986. We're talking to Marie in um, Oklahoma, listening on Oklahoma Catholic Broadcasting. And Marie, um, are you open to a, a, just a couple thoughts and suggestions that you can, you can start working on right now with your husband? Yes, absolutely. Okay. So the first one would be, and, and here's the beauty of this, Marie, less is more with God, meaning that we don't have to sit there with our spouses for two hours and pray. Okay. Two minutes, two minutes, Marie, if you and your husband in the, in, at the start of your day, when you see each other, could you please two minutes? It can be spontaneous prayer. It could be some a prayer that you, you know, both of you agree on, whatever, or 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 a scripture verse that you can meditate on and pray just a little bit about um, for two minutes, two minutes every day. Now, why do I say that? Because when your first thoughts are about God, you're going to make better thoughts throughout the day. That's number one. Number two, it c- connects you as a couple. It allows you to deepen your understanding of God, because when two or more are gathered, he is present. That's the two of you. So the two of you are gathered in prayer, even if it's for two minutes, and it, it really does help to start the day off right. The second thing I would suggest is I understand um, um, that, you know, having alcohol dependency, it's very hard to break free from it. Um, I know that AA does a, a fine job and other uh, programs out there to help those to to really overcome that and and kick that addiction. Okay, but what I what I've heard since the year two thousand in coaching is that couples will will come to coaching and they will say um, he or she is constantly promising they're going to stop or con- they want to stop. They want they just have to do it. They have to take those first steps. Marie, and I would just encourage you, along with your husband, to take those steps together so that he can get over this. Because you're actually, in my, in my opinion, and from the work I do in coaching, you're dealing with two people. You're dealing with your, your husband who's sober, and you're dealing with your husband who is, is alcohol dependent at times. And that's, that can be really hard on a relationship. Because which, which person do you trust? Which person do you rely on? Which person do you believe? Which, who's the real person? And so I would really encourage you together to try to tackle this and see if you can get it under control. Because, and even, and I will share this, even the slightest bit of uh, alcohol dependency is too much. Because, because when the, you know, I was in insurance for many years and on the forms for, in, um, for life insurance, they say, how many drinks do you, do you, um, uh, drink, um, do you, you you know, consume, uh, per week? And most people would put down, oh, one drink. Well, you know, the insurance companies know that they say times it by four or times it by eight, because that's just not the truth. People say, oh, I only had two drinks. I know because I was a bartender for when I was in college. Okay. It's, it's usually double that. So people are consuming much more alcohol than they want to admit. And I would just say those things can really, um, you know, um, 
the, the things that I shared with you, Marie, can really help to get this on a better path. What, what do you say? Any comments about what I shared? No, I just, you have said things that we've tried before, but I think we, it's important to try it again and to keep trying. And the prayer, I think, will help. Right. Right, please. You know, and a little bit. You don't have to do a lot because I know sometimes that gets our spouses like, oh, I don't want to do this. I'm not going to become, you know, a church person and, and be constantly, you know, doing prayer. Two minutes, two minutes. And then if you can add two minutes uh, right before you go to sleep, that's even better. Okay. You know, just slow, slow things you can add and you will see, you'll start, because God is so wonderful, Marie. The tiniest bit we turn to him, he rushes towards us. Okay. I agree. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to be praying, so keep us posted, okay? All right. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you. That was a beautiful call. See, very honest. Um, she was. She she shared some things that I think we can all uh, learn from. So let's hear what Lynn has to say in Albany, New York, uh, listening on Pox at Bonham Radio. Hi, Lynn. Welcome. Thank you. Um, yeah, this is an interesting topic because I think for me, when I think of trust, it's trust in the little things as much as the big, you know, it's the everyday little things. So for me, um, my husband is one that he likes to fix things, right? Mm-hmm. So he's always like, anything breaks, he doesn't want to call anybody, he doesn't want to, you know, he buy something new for always. So over the years, over 45 years that we've been married, he's um, he's always, you know, managed to, you know, I'll fix it. And most of the time, some of the time it works out fine, but there have been many times where he said, oh, I'm going to fix this, and it ends up being a disaster. You know, it, it, it ends up spending, you know, all this money on parts and getting frustrated and only to find out we have to call somebody now to pick up the damp. So anyway, so over the years, I've kind of gotten to the point where I've kind of, um, you know, it's like I don't now it's like if he says, oh, I'm going to fix something, I'll say, no, don't even try. It's just going to be a disaster. You know, don't even try. But what I've learned is time and time again is if he insists, like, okay, I know what I'm doing here. I can just. I'll say, okay, you know, God. so what I've learned over the years is I just have to, I, I, I've learned to just, if he says he's going to do something, I just let him do, you know, I say, okay, go ahead and at least trust. And, and now I'm finding more and more, I think he's, it kind of gives him the more confidence and finding now with this stuff that he even is amazed that he's able to, you know, fix these things that, you know, normally, but I, you know, we, one time it was our pool, we had to take the whole pool apart and, so anyway, um, but that's what I've learned over the years is that I just have to trust him, even in the little everyday things, you know, just like, you know, we like trusting God mm-hmm. for, you know, little things. And right. um, and the other thing I wanted to say is that I also have become more and more devoted to St. Joseph, because, mm. because every time he gets into a situation where there's something where I'm afraid it might not work out, I pray to St. Joseph, and that um, also helps Right. Helps. Okay. Lynn, I am so grateful to you that you called in because you jogged my memory. Thank you so much. I had the notes on another page and I actually tucked them underneath our prayer book because, um, I added our previous caller, um, 
Marie uh, in the prayer book with her husband. So I, I wanted to mention this, and so I'm so grateful to you, and I'm grateful to the Holy Spirit. Okay, so Lynn, you tapped into something that is so important. You got to trust your spouse with the little things, and that is so true because the little the little trust um, situations build into a bigger understanding and a big uh, heartfelt trust for your spouse. And and I want to just add to a couple things you said. The, the, one of the recipes for success in the trust area of a relationship is when we, we do have those demonstrations of little bits of trust, you know, little elements of trust with our spouse. And then we follow it up with, you know, I am so, I'm so uh, proud of you. I'm so pleased. This makes me so happy. You know, I, I trusted you that you were going to take the pool apart and fix it. And you did, and you did such a fine job, you know, and so we're building that trust. We're building that confidence. You know, our self-esteem goes up in the relationship and you are spot on. And so that is so important, but I wanted to also add this, that is, that is key that it is, it is so uh, paramount to keeping the trust um, consistent, and that is uh, to be your word. As a spouse, when you give your word to your spouse, l- for instance, I'm going to fix this on Saturday, okay? If you can't get to it on Saturday, it is your responsibility to go to your spouse and say to your spouse, I told you I could fix this on Saturday. Something else came up with the kids or I got sick or whatever. So I just want to let you know that I'm aware that I gave you my word that it was going to be fixed on Saturday. Unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to fix it till Sunday, but you need to acknowledge that because um, your family, your, your wife or your husband or your kids are watching and hearing the words and depending on the words. So if some, if a spouse says, I'm going to do this at a certain time and day, they need to um, get, make every effort to fulfill that no matter what. And if not, they need to address that. I think as spouses, we just take for granted that it's our family, it's our wife, it's our husband, it's our kids. Oh, they'll be fine. They'll get over it. It's just mom or dad. That's not, that's not cool because it doesn't allow for the, the, um, the relationship and the family to be, um, to have that consistency and to have that ability to depend on each other. What do you say to that, Lynn? I'm really big in life coaching on being your word. Yes, definitely. I agree with that. Mm -hmm. And don't, and don't you feel that in relationships, sometimes we take advantage of that. We just think, oh, well, our partner will understand, you know, no big deal that I did. Hmm. Yeah, I'm, yeah, and I also agree with what you said about um, just showing our gratitude, you know, like like with my husband. And I don't always do that either, but like they do something, they say, and you say, thank you, you know, I appreciate that, you know. I think that's also important too, you mm-hmm. know, rather than just, oh, well, you did it and done, you know. But um, but just that, that gratitude, I think, is another big yep. piece of it. Absolutely, absolutely. And these are the things that take time and attention. And it's important. It's it's, it's like what we talked about with our first caller. You know, it's so important to, um, Sue was sharing it so beautifully. You've got to take that time in a relationship after um, the wedding. And sometimes we just naturally get into the the rhythm of life, and we're not we're not giving that time and attention to the relationship. It's we we really should because then 
you know, we can, we can help um, to strengthen that bond. And so that when the outside threats of people or situations or alcohol or drugs or um, I don't know, all, all sorts of things come into or try to come into our relationship, they're, they're going to have less of a chance of penetrating um, the, the beauty of that marital, bu- marital bubble. I, my husband and I uh, do a talk on the marital bubble, Lynn, and we talk about, mm-hmm. you know, just having that, um, you know, insulated, very strong um, shield around the relationship to protect the relationship. So because those those threats are going to be there. And we know that so many of those threats are from the demons themselves. Any final comments, Lynn, because I think your call was spot on. I needed, I needed to get this information out. So I thank you. You're welcome. Just, um, yeah, just trust in all, even big things and little things. Love it. Love it. Thank you, Lynn. Thank you so much for calling Take Two today. That was a great call. I hope it helped others. Um, and so let's go to Meg. And Meg is in uh, a first-time caller. We had two first, first-time callers today. That's wonderful. In uh, From Bucks County, Pennsylvania, on Holy Spirit Radio. Hi, Meg. Welcome. Yes, ma'am. Hi. Thank you. I'm going to the screener. I'll put my call through. I, I was listening to sort of the tail end of Marie's story. Mm-hmm. And I, I did hear you talk about AA, um, but I forgive me if I'm wrong. I don't think I heard you mention um, Al-Anon. I did not, but you go right ahead. Yes, I uh, was in a similar situation, and I spent many hours on my knees um, in adoration, asking God what, what was wrong. There was something terribly wrong in my marriage, and it wasn't about trust. I know that was a topic um, Marie was talking about when she spoke about her husband and his drinking. I just, I just knew. And um, well, yes, prayer helps everything. And combined with um, Al-Anon meetings, um, that helped me. But I will say, I, I, the marriage and the healing that is going to need to take place, you got to get that drug out of that man's system. Um, I know a lot of people probably think about alcoholism as, you know, someone in the street who has lost everything, total rock bottom. Mm-hmm. I just want to be a message that that's not always the case. Um, someone can be a very highly functioning alcoholic, but the way that drug affects their personality and what that means in a marriage right. um, is just so, is so deep. So I just want to put that out there for anybody listening. Um, if you don't like one Al-Anon meeting, go to another. But if your spouse won't stop drinking, or even if he does, um, it's, it's just a great support. So I just wanted to, to put that out there. Well, no, I'm glad you did, Al-Anon, um, the program as well. Yes, absolutely, because... You need to get the the strength, the understanding, the support um, to get through these things. Meg, um, stay with me a little longer because I, I want to ask you some questions if I if I can, um, because you know relationships right now are hard enough just just in this world, right? And then when you introduce, uh, like you said, the drug of alcohol or um, hard drugs or, you know, some kind of other other addiction like pornography, gambling, I mean, it can go on and on and on. Um, can you describe some of the, the, um, the results of that in a relationship? Because here's why I say this. Um, 
there are couples right now that they're thinking, oh, the, you know, he'll, he'll get over this or she'll get over that or, or they'll grow out of it or they'll mature or they'll change or, or maybe when they get the new job, things will be different. And the, the red flags, the flags are there. The neon signs are there. And, and, and spouses sometimes overlook those signs because they want the relationship to survive. They want it to succeed. And I get that. I was there. I, I totally understand that. But can you kind of uh, go into some of the, 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 the things that we should all be aware of or be looking for with our spouses um, to, to maybe, um, you know, prevent some of this? I'm probably not the best person to ask because I feel a bit foolish saying this. I had no idea that the quantity um, that my spouse was drinking. So I don't know if I can answer that question. I knew something was wrong. And I'll just go back to me praying and praying. Um, and I didn't, I'll say this too, I didn't know how long until, I think, six years ago, um, praise God, he stopped. And the difference in his personality and our marriage is just profound because that drug is no longer in his system. Mm-hmm. So other than you asked me what signs to look for, um, in my case, my mother knew, um, but mm. she had experienced alcoholism in her family of origin. I had not. So she knew, but I didn't because, again, I thought it was always like the stumbling party guy drunk. I, I didn't I didn't know just how just even drinking three a night and on the weekends um, impacted everything from health to personality. So I guess I will just say, well, I can't give tips online about what to look for. I can say, don't fool yourself about, quote, social drinkers, because socially acceptable drinkers who are alcoholics and where a drug changes their personality can really wreak havoc, wreak havoc on a marriage. And um, I would still be in the marriage if the drinking had not stopped. I just know that about myself. I would, um, so, but I did get, like I said, a lot of support from Al-Anon, and, once, and there's lots of tips to reduce the fighting or to even, you know, when you're, quote, having those important conversations, sometimes you have to realize you're talking to a bottle mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and just leave it at that. So right, I don't know right. if I answered your question no, fully, you, but I just... Yeah, you did. You did. And, um okay. And and let me just and let me just uh, ask you this. And first of all, I want to say, you know, please never never feel foolish or apologize because, you know, relationships are very complicated. Um, there's so many things going on. People think it's just like I don't know. It's like a one size fits all with relationships. It's not that way. You got personalities. You've got situations. You've got pressures. You've got other extended family dynamics. I mean, so many things. So so never uh, never feel like that Meg here on take two never because we, we're we've all been there um, but I have a, I have one more follow-up question real quickly for you um, why do you know why you didn't see the signs were you just super busy oh because I don't drink <laughs> so, oh, um, okay the drinking was happening you know I was busy with the children or the drinking was happening at night and I, I didn't I don't even know how to open a wine bottle like that's how much I don't drink okay so I didn't I didn't buy the alcohol I didn't drink I would go to bed early 
and this was all happening in a very, we'll say, socially acceptable way. Mm-hmm. I had no mm-hmm. idea. I, and again, I know you say how, how what I missed, but I, I didn't know. Um, wow. But even the difference in health, difference in um, weight and body and eyes, everything has changed with that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that drug not being in my dear spouse's system. And um, wow. he did it cold turkey, and um, I just. Mm-hmm. I just sort of think about it, you know, I, I feel bad that probably people listening thinking, oh, what if my husband doesn't or he won't? Um, you know, the, the, the scars are still there. And like you mentioned, relationships are hard. I, you know, bring my own baggage into the marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, there's always hope. And yeah. I, when I went to my first al meeting, this is a little funny, I thought it would be full of crying, worn out, you know, depressed divorcees, and I thought mm-hmm. that would be my future. Um, turns out I was the only crying, depressed person. <laughs> it was a room full of very <laughs> joy-filled, upbeat, yeah, yeah, it's joy-filled, joy-filled. people mm-hmm. who truly found a way to love and enjoy life, even while their loved ones were drinking. So there is right. a way. I want to be a message of hope. There is a way to still enjoy life and right. the blessing, right. Right. even if someone chooses to continue to drink. I will say I was the only crying, red-faced, depressed person there. <laughs> Everybody else Aww. was full of light and love. So, Bless your yeah. heart. Bless your heart. It's okay. You went in there because it was, you know, the emotions were on the surface there, you know? But it sounds like you and your husband have really, and, and to, to quit cold turkey, that's huge. So please, um, you know, pat him on the back and say, keep going. That's awesome. So Meg, thank you so much. You really, really um, graced this conversation today. So we appreciate it. Please call us again. Definitely. Um, we're getting a lot of messages coming in that there is um, a Catholic version of um, a 12-step program called, um, I believe it's Calix, C-A-L-I-X. And um, one of the uh, websites is calixsociety.org. It's like AA, and it's done in the local Catholic churches. So thanks to the Take-Two family that stepped up and said there's a Catholic 12-step program, and that is uh, Calix, C-A-L-I-X. I have never really heard of it, so I'm going to check it out after the show. So thank you to everyone, Mary Beth and everybody else who stepped in. wanted to share with our listeners um, about the EWTN family celebrations so important. If you're coming to Birmingham for EWTN's free family celebration, you may want to stay a little longer. There's lots to see and do, including Birmingham's amazing botanical gardens, the Barber Vintage Motorsports Museum, craft breweries, the Birmingham Zoo, sporting events, and so much more. All you have to do is go to EWTN.com slash family celebration to find out more and to register. How exciting. And uh, you'll love it. The family celebrations are incredible. So check it out, folks. Um, we This is turning out to be a fabulous episode of Take Two. And um, we are already getting messages uh, coming in saying thanks for doing topics like this. We want Jerry and I want to continue doing more uh, relationship topics uh, simply because we're getting a lot of uh, calls and uh, emails coming into Stand Tall today. And so, and as a matter of fact, right when we were, um, when I was doing the show, um, uh, we had a, a free consultation come in. Why is that? Because like I said, um, 
our relationships are really under under a lot of pressure right now. There's a lot of things coming at relationships and we really need to strengthen them. And we're here for you guys. So uh, standtalltoday.com. Okay, Mary in Cleveland, Ohio on the rock. Hello, Mary. I've got a minute. How are you? Hello. I'm good. I'm good. Um, so to get quickly, I've been married for 47 years. Two years ago, um, my husband quit drinking. He had a bad episode and hurt himself, and I kind of had it. And, um, it, you know, it's still been hard. I still go to Al-Anon. That has really helped me. I started about five years ago with that. Um, but the thing is, just yesterday we were talking about it, and he still couldn't understand that why I seemed happy all those years. And, um, and I said, well, I'm not going to go into the past and all the things that, you know, I got to let it go. Right. That I feel like you did to me, but I said I'm, I'm very thankful that you quit drinking. It really, I feel it changed you and me and our family. Mm-hmm. And he said, you, you never thanked me all these two years. Oh wow! And um, and I never had thought about that. Oh, oh, Mary, I'm going to have to leave it there. I'm so sorry, but but thank you for affirming that. That we have to thank our spouses when they when they make these great changes that can really help our relationships. Mary, I'm so sorry. Uh, we're getting ready to close the show. I want to thank the show team, Matt, Jeff, Ace, our producer. Tomorrow, whom or what are you praying for? Until tomorrow, have a beautiful and blessed day. See you real soon.